Hi, welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. We're presented with support of Weatherhead Executive Education at Case Western Reserve University. As more and more people are vaccinated and more and more people are coming back to work, in particular in downtown, it's time now to taking a look at how the economy is recovering in the heart of the city. The Downtown Cleveland Alliance just recently published a recovery report. We're going to talk about that report with the president and CEO of the Downtown Cleveland Alliance, Michael Deemer. Michael, welcome back to The Landscape. Glad to have you. It's good to be back, Dan. Thank you. Before we talk about some of the particulars of the numbers, there's a couple of other things let's dive into for a second. I, I noticed when we had the mayoral campaign, there was lots of talk about how downtown and uh, the surrounding neighborhoods were in favor of uh, mayor-elect Bibb, and that's not our concern. But the more issue is you've often talked about trying to connect those neighborhoods. Why is it important to bring downtown together with Tremont and those other neighborhoods that are surrounding it? Well, I think it's important for uh, the entire downtown area, east side and, and west side, to really function as a unified, seamless urban fabric. And I think that's important because you know it's a, a safety uh, experience, uh, but most importantly, I think it's what's inherently equitable and inclusive. You know, one of the things that we tout in, in downtown Cleveland is that uh, we have the largest concentration of jobs anywhere in the state of Ohio. And one of the things that's extra valuable about having that high concentration of jobs is that they're the most accessible jobs in the region. Uh, they're the most accessible by walking, by bicycling, by taking transit, uh, by not necessarily having to, re- having to rely on uh, an automobile to get to jobs. And, you know, we all know that uh, cars are usually the, the second highest household expense behind housing. And uh, to be able to remove that from the uh, equation and have a, a truly uh, connected, walkable, uh, greater downtown area, uh, we think is uh, inherently uh, equitable and inclusive and and very important for us to work towards as a city and as a region. Is this what we mean when we talk about having a 15-minute city downtown? Yeah. A 15-minute city is really shorthand for exactly what we're talking about. It's, you know, having uh, all the things that you want and need to do on a daily basis uh, within an easy, short walk, bike, or bus ride. And, you know, in in downtown, we've got the, not just the the daily uh, amenities that we're, we're trying to uh, make sure that we have accessible, but you know, obviously all the wonderful entertainment options and recreational options we have, whether that's concerts, theater, and sports, uh, or the waterfronts, uh, to have those all be easily accessible to people of not just downtown, but all of the surrounding neighborhoods, uh, we think is is very, very important. And that's the embodiment of what we mean by a 15-minute neighborhood. We did mention there is a new mayor. Have you had any opportunity? I know it's only been a few weeks to talk to him about what you're hoping for from downtown with a new administration. Yeah, absolutely. We're very excited about uh, Mayor Bibb's uh, election. Uh, very excited to have a downtown resident uh, becoming mayor of the city of Cleveland. And uh, I, I think, you know, I'm very excited about the energy and vision that uh, he brings to the role, uh, but even more excited about his commitment to uh, city building and his understanding of uh, the things that it takes to make cities great. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to working with him on safety and you know transforming the the relationship between uh, residents and law enforcement for the better uh, that's something that I think we've done a nice job of in downtown and uh, we can uh, model some best practices for the rest of the city very interested in working with the new administration on that really interested in working on uh, business and talent attraction strategies and that ties back 
to exactly what we were talking about moments ago. It's uh, creating a truly inviting uh, pedestrian experience throughout downtown and the surrounding uh, neighborhoods. I think that's going to be key for us in our, our business and talent attraction strategies. Uh, and I, I think that's something that downtown Cleveland Alliance and the new administration and the new leadership at city council are going to be very, very aligned on. Certainly, we want people to come downtown. There are already residents there, but in order to support those retail establishments, you need people to come. And that can come through big events or, or a ball game. But I love this idea of trying to draw people who may not come downtown and have a ton of money, but can come hang out and spend a little and spend some time. And you're doing that through public art. The This Voices of Cleveland thing is really cool. No, thank you. We're, we're very uh, excited about it and very proud of uh, the Voices of Cle initiative. You know, that's something we, we launched uh, last summer you know, coming out of the civil unrest of May 30th. And, you know, there, there was so much, uh, you know, thought being given that, you know, how as a community do we really uh, engage uh, on uh, issues of, of racial equity? And one of the things we did right away was begin working with uh, Black artists uh, in the city of Cleveland uh, and a number of partners to create murals uh, over the course of 2020. And the strategy was really twofold. I mean, we were trying to, of course, animate downtown and uh, give people uh, something to come check out and look at. But we were also working with artists to inspire change, uh, to capture the spirit of the times. And it's really taken off. We're very fortunate to have uh, been able to partner with uh, Miles Garrett uh, from the Cleveland Browns on a couple of murals now, most recently. Uh, unveiled one uh, very special uh, to him, I know, uh, featuring his grandmother uh, in Playhouse Square. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to building on and continuing that uh, initiative throughout downtown. Again, it's it's a beautification strategy. It enhances the pedestrian experience. It creates that sense of place uh, that makes uh, a city special. Uh, but I think it also uh, is a way for us to uh, feature and celebrate uh, the diversity of the city and uh, to embody the inclusivity that we're striving for. So overall, if we take a look at the recovery report that the Downtown Cleveland Alliance just recently published, what's overall the recovery been downtown? Is it about where you expected or hoped it would be a little more than a year after we launched into this horrible pandemic? I, I'd, I'd say uh, it's the recovery has been steady uh, and we're pleased by that. Uh, we're probably a little bit behind where we hoped we would be when the summer started. Uh, we, we started uh, the summer with a great exuberance, you know, coming out of the NFL draft, uh, the, the scientific success of uh, the vaccinations, the successful distribution of the vaccinations, the return of sporting events and theater, uh, I, I, the lifting of the public health restrictions. I think at the beginning of the summer, you know, we, we were hopeful this would be a, a roaring, rapid uh, recovery. Uh, the Delta variant, there's no doubt, slowed us down a little bit over the summer. Uh, but what I've been pleased by is we've continued to see uh, a steady return of workers and visitors to downtown. Uh, we've seen our residential occupancy uh, not just remain steady, but uh, get to its highest levels since before the pandemic, uh, despite adding a lot of new apartments to the market over the course of the last year. So it's been steady. Uh, we feel good about it. And we're, we're very excited about how we're positioned heading into 2022. How important is the continued vaccination of the public to the recovery for downtown? I think it's critical. I, I, I think that uh, you know, we, we say all the time, uh, everything that we do 
in downtown Cleveland begins with having a clean, safe, and welcoming environment. And, and clean and safe these days begins with uh, being safe from uh, COVID-19. And you know, I, I think that the success that uh, we've seen in, in Cuyahoga County of getting uh, the vaccine out there uh, and used by people is is very, very encouraging. Our, according to the CDC, our, our vaccination rate uh, among adults in Cuyahoga County is up over 70% now. Uh, the vaccination rate for uh, 12 and up is just a couple percentage points behind. Uh, and now, you know, we're starting to see uh, five to 11 year olds be able to get vaccinated uh, as well. And I think that's all very uh, important to getting people comfortable to coming back together uh, in groups. And, you know, we all know downtowns and cities really thrive on the energy of people coming together for work, for play, for living, uh, and uh, continuing to get the, the vaccination rates uh, up and now the booster uh, rates up. I think it will be very, very important to our continued success. How are downtown businesses doing in terms of employees coming back? Are more and more employees being welcomed back, or is it a sort of a slow, steady stream, or is it really jumped up? I, I, it's been steady over the course of the summer. I think we were poised for a rapid jump August or September, and again, the, the Delta variant slowed that down a little bit, but I think it's been more of a speed bump uh, than anything else. Uh, we're seeing uh, more and more workers returning uh, every day. Uh, you know, we did a survey of downtown employers that found that uh, 90% uh, have their workers back in some capacity, full-time, part-time, flexible schedule, uh, which we're encouraged by. And you know, we think we're going to see more and more uh, continue to do that. Obviously, if there's going to be some businesses coming back, some offices coming back, but they might not take up all of that space. Did the recovery report look at how that space might be repositioned or reused? Well, one of the things that one of the reasons why we're we feel very good about how we're positioned in downtown Cleveland heading into 2022 is, you know, we are experts in the city at adaptive reuse strategies. You know, a lot of our residential growth in downtown Cleveland uh, over the last 10 to 15 years uh, has really been through uh, preserving and redeveloping historic properties, can essentially converting uh, older office space to uh, apartments and hotels in some cases. And I think that we're, we're very well poised uh, to continue doing that as needed. Uh, we've created uh, a new historic district, uh, the Erie View Historic District, that's made another uh, 20 plus buildings eligible for federal and historic tax credits. Uh, we're supporting uh, the Federal Downtown Revitalization Act that would make newer office buildings eligible for tax credits to support uh, those types of residential and mixed-use conversions, uh, but we already know how to do those. Uh, we're, we're, we've got a great track record of converting literally millions of square feet of commercial space into new uses. Uh, other cities are at the front end of really trying to figure how figure out how to do all of those things and, and looking to us for best practices. So I, I think uh, whatever the future of work looks like, uh, we're, we're very well positioned. Uh, to be able to adapt as needed and continue to grow a residential population. Michael Deemer joins us. He's the president and CEO of the Downtown Cleveland Alliance. They just recently published a recovery report looking at how downtown is coming back after the pandemic or during the pandemic as it continues, but hopefully slows down. He joins us for The Landscape, where a Cranes Cleveland podcast presented with the support of Weatherhead Executive Education at Case Western Reserve University. 
Michael, when we spoke uh, early in the summer, I mentioned to you that I happened to be downtown on a rainy Saturday afternoon that the Indians weren't playing. And I was surprised at how much foot traffic there was down there for, given the fact there really wasn't anything going on, except there was stuff to hang out and do. Were you able to take a look in the report to see what foot traffic's been like? Has there been a recovery of that for businesses to be able to draw on people who are just out hanging out, hanging out and walking around? Yeah, well, I, I appreciated that anecdote the last time we talked, and I'm, I'm happy to say, you know, we, we continue to see more and more evidence of uh, increasing foot traffic in, in downtown. And I think that's so important. I, I, I go back to that, that is, uh, that density is what downtowns and cities thrive upon, and, and getting it back is very, very uh, important to the economics of downtown. Uh, and it's one of the features of, of what we're tracking in our recovery report. Uh, we were able to uh, show a a 99% increase in foot traffic uh, between September of 2020 to September of 2021. Uh, as we're putting together uh, our, our new report, uh, we're continuing to see an increase in foot traffic year over year. And what we're going to begin to do is uh, track uh, foot traffic in comparisons between now and before the pandemic uh, to really benchmark us against you know, how close we are to getting back uh, to where we were or even exceeding where we were. Uh, and I, I think what the, the data is showing us is that we're not quite there, but we're a lot closer than people realize. Obviously, some business closed downtown during COVID. What was the number of closures and opens? Do you know? Did the report able to touch on that? Yeah, we were able uh, in, in the report to uh, look at closures and openings. Uh, and you know, perhaps not surprisingly, over the course of the last year and a half or so, uh, we've seen uh, 26 storefront businesses permanently close, uh, but in that same period of time, we've seen 41 opens. We've actually had a net increase of 15, uh, and I, I think that's very much uh, counter to what uh, most people expect and are perceiving of downtown right now. And I, I think that's that just speaks uh, very well to the entrepreneurial spirit uh, of small business owners uh, in Cleveland that they're willing to uh, take a risk, uh, but that they're also willing to take a calculated risk. They recognize the strength uh, of the downtown Cleveland market. Uh, they recognize the strength of the residential population uh, and the steps that are being taken to increase uh, that, that foot traffic. So uh, uh, we're, we're very in encouraged that we, we had that net gain in storefront businesses. And one of the things we're gonna be working very hard on in 2022 uh, is to continue to fill storefront uh, vacancies and, and really target uh, black and other minority owned businesses uh, to, you know, kind of build that global inclusive uh, city vibe that we want our, our retail experience to have in downtown. For those of us who were around in 1990, when the remodeled Tower City opened, it's been kind of sad to watch its decline after what looked like it was going to be a very exciting start. And it was for a while, but things seemed to have fallen off. But we had some good news over the summer about the possibility of maybe Tower City having a bit of a comeback. Well, we're real excited about the, the plans that, that Bedrock announced uh, uh, earlier this year uh, for Tower City. Uh, if you walk through it now, you can see a lot of improvements uh, are underway and being made. Uh, they've actually announced uh, eight new tenants uh, over the course of the last uh, several weeks. Uh, more are in the pipeline. Uh, and, you know, they, they've really brought forward a vision of creating uh, a global marketplace indoors. Uh, and I, I think that uh, that dovetails very nicely with uh, the vision of what we're building downtown uh, of, of trying to create uh, a, a global marketplace uh, outside four seasons a year uh, and to have that same type of global marketplace 
vision embraced as an indoor strategy, I think just helps us create the sort of four season downtown uh, for living, working and playing that we all want to see and to see, you know, bedrock moving forward with that type of vision and taking concrete steps and bringing new tenants in, I think is very exciting. Downtown is the center of many things, and in many respects, it is the public transportation hub with the tower, with all the buses and, and public square. Obviously, we had an Indian bird song on a few weeks ago on the, on the landscape. She talked about that ridership had fallen off due to the pandemic. Is it starting to recover? Are we seeing anything? Does the report say anything about what's going on downtown here in the last few months? Yeah, you know, one of the uh, one of the metrics we we track to as uh, another indicator of uh, the extent to which people are returning to downtown is is transit ridership. Uh, downtown Cleveland is the the hub of uh, the the RTA system, the rail system, and the bus system. And you know, we're happy to say that uh, in the recovery report, we were able to document uh, a seventeen percent increase uh, year over year for a total of one point four million rides uh, reported. Uh, and uh, again, with each passing month, we anticipate uh, we'll see those numbers continue to rise. And uh, I think that's a, a good indication, uh, another good indication of uh, people returning downtown in particular for work, uh, but also for recreation. The recovery report has a lot of graphs. And one of the most striking, I thought, was looking at hotel visits. You tracked it, I think, from January 2020 to August 2021. When you look at April of 2020, it looks like the stock market crash of 1929. It's not funny, but you, it's just such a severe drop. How has the hospitality and hotel industry recovered? Uh, it, it, it's coming back. I mean, I think the, the uh, really beginning with the NFL draft earlier this year, uh, and it just continued throughout the summer as uh, events have returned in uh, as vaccination rates have increased, people have gotten more comfortable uh, getting out and about. Uh, we've seen a, a 23% increase in hotel occupancy uh, since uh, last year. Uh, those numbers continue to rise. And, you know, obviously with uh, big events like the, the Rock Hall uh, induction ceremony uh, just a, a few weeks ago uh, and the return of the Broadway series, the Playhouse Square, uh, all those sorts of things uh, are, are helping to drive uh, more traffic to our hotels and more traffic to our small businesses. It all, it all goes together. It's all captured in that rising uh, foot traffic uh, as, as well. So we're, we're, we're very encouraged by that. A downtown in any major city tends to be a place where homelessness is more visible than it could be in suburban communities, people with mental issues or, or drug problems. What's the Downtown Cleveland Alliance doing to try to help those people? Are there programs? Or are you working with other organizations that can assist these people? Yeah, this is something we take uh, very seriously uh, in, in downtown. We we know that uh, downtown needs to be a welcoming and inclusive place uh, for everybody. And so one of the things that we, we work hard at with our ambassadors uh, who are out on the job seven days a week, 7 a.m. to midnight, is have them work very closely with uh, specialists that we have on staff that are, are trained uh, in uh, interacting with uh, people who are homeless uh, and who may be experiencing uh, mental health or addiction-related crises. Uh, and uh, we work to make sure that they are getting connected with the shelter and services that they need. We, uh, we did a pilot project over the summer uh, with MedWorks, uh, assigning a medical professional to those teams to go out uh, on calls that involved uh, somebody experiencing crisis. Uh, saw some good results from that and that that co-responder model of coupling ambassadors uh, with crisis intervention specialists uh, and law enforcement as backup is uh, is something that we think uh, we can continue to build a better model 
in downtown that we can continue to pilot downtown and work with the, the new administration and potentially other neighborhoods to replicate across the city. It's funny, we spoke with Brian Zimmerman on the landscape for the Metro Parks. We were both commenting, it seems like and Clevelanders have always been a hardy lot, but it seems like they are more and more willing to say, you know what, it's cold outside, but I don't care. I'm gonna, We're going to go out and do something. Yeah, if, if you think about it, there, there are only a handful of days of, uh, out of the year where it's just it's it's too cold to go out and do anything. Uh, we, we've got uh, uh, we've got a, a beautiful city, a lot of great amenities, and uh, a lot of things you can get out and enjoy uh, through most of the winter. And we really want to uh, highlight those things and, and work with partners like Metro Parks uh, to make sure that we're we're promoting those things and, and encouraging people uh, to get out and about and uh, enjoy that all that our city and our downtown has to offer four seasons a year. Next big event is the NBA All-Star Game. It's it's going to be here before we know it. And, you know, in, in some ways, the, the, the NBA All-Star Game, uh, I think will be what we we had hoped the NFL draft would be. You know, the, the draft uh, was a great kickoff to this year in, in sort of the first step of coming out of the pandemic. Uh, you know, we were able to put on uh, an event that drew tens of thousands of people to the lakefront uh, smaller numbers than we'd initially uh, planned when we uh, won the opportunity to host the draft, uh, but bigger crowds than anybody could have imagined over the preceding few months. I think the NBA All-Star Game is it's going to be coming at a time where uh, you know vaccination rates are going to be high, booster rates are going to be up. Uh, you know, children will be uh, vaccinated. Uh, we'll all be uh, much, much more comfortable being out and about. And I think it'll be a kickoff to a 2022 that's going to be full of uh, fun music, concerts, theater, events, all the things that uh, we, we love about our city and about being together, I think, are going to uh, be on full display in 2022. The NBA All-Star Game is just it's a great opportunity for uh, Cleveland to have the showcase and the spotlight of the world uh, uh, to really kick off what I, I think is going to be a fun and exciting year for uh, not just downtown in the city, but uh, I think across the country. Let's hope for a healthy and successful end of 2021 and a great 2022. Michael Deemer from the Downtown Cleveland Alliance, thanks so much for joining us today for The Landscape. Yeah, and I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. Michael Deemer is the president and CEO of the Downtown Cleveland Alliance. He joins us to talk about the Alliance's recovery report. You can find out more by visiting our website at cranescleveland.com. On behalf of our producer, Cody Smith, I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.